0: Join our global community of travel lovers at ZeroToTravel.com. Zero to Travel Audio Adventures presents Trekking Nepal, Episode 10, Altitude. In this episode, Samir gives advice on staying safe up in higher altitudes. We also learn more about the lives of the mountain people and experience a Buddhist ceremony. is this day seven of walking yeah 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 and we're standing in low low and we just left our lodge
1: Lodge, yes
0: what's the rundown today samir today
1: is it's uh, a beautiful day yeah so um, we'll have a uh, very nice views and then uh it's easy day so I hope we will enjoy lots, lots <laughs> with the mountain views mm. and a nice valley. We're going to Samagang, which is the biggest um, village in this region. So there's many, many people there yeah. living. I mean, local people and they're building many houses there. It's very nice. Yeah. I really yeah. <laughs> yeah. So <coughs> yep. we don't have to worry about the room. Oh, good. Yeah. Okay,
0: so being last isn't a problem. Yeah, because we're always last, right? <laughs> yes.
1: <Yeah, sorry. laughs> um, um, it's gonna take approximately four hours, mm-hmm. so I think we will stay stop for lunch in Shala. Yeah, oh. w- enjoying with views and okay. And we'll see how how's yeah. so it's different. Weather. We could even stop yeah.
0: for tea, too. Or yeah. We uh, brought a lot of snacks today. So if we stop mm-hmm. and take some pictures, we have a lot of snacks okay. to okay. eat on. Is it the same Tibetan Buddhist type of people? Yes, it's there? The
1: Same, same. Yeah, they're Buddhist. It's, uh, it's kind of mm. Sherpa. It's called Bote. Before tourism business here, local people are there. Grow potatoes, specially, and then uh, barley. So, potatoes is the big thing up here. Big thing, yeah. So, we yes. should get something with
0: potato in it. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's yes. the specialty. I love that. Um, and, well, I guess seeing more prayer flags and. Yeah. Chortens. Chortens and,
1: and, and the monasteries. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Uh, but the so trail nice. is uh, from here we walk through the big. Uh, money walls mm. and then uh, and then in of this uh, valley low, we walk down about 15-20 minutes, and then we' gradually up to the This uh, is walking to the jungle mm. it's very nice, and then when we go to shala it's the trail goes easy and wider. Nice walk. yeah. Yeah. And then we're gonna cross the uh, one suspension breeze, which is last for today. <laughs> yeah. And then walk really open valley, hmm. nice. This village I really
0: in- enjoyed a lot. This is a place I <laughs> could hang yeah. out with uh, for yeah. days. and yeah. just I
1: relax. hope uh, after a few years uh, this village is gonna be. Changed completely, changed, yeah, because it's changing so fast. Because I think because of the tourism, mm, yeah, so they're building new houses and they are very lucky, they have a uh, plenty of uh, timbers, yeah. Um, the wood they can build a house easily if compared with every region this is heaven, like, yeah. Oh, because
0: yeah. Um, all of the wood has been used up. In yeah, Everest yeah. region, in Everest
1: region, it's really expensive. Uh, yeah. And this because there's so many trees here. Yeah, so many trees. There in Everest region, very less. Then that's the so region then, yeah. that Samira is from. The yeah. region, Which yeah. we will have to come back to <laughs>
0: to do another another time. Another time. Another yeah. yeah. Uh, that's interesting. So um, it's going to be a balance of yeah. trying to make it enough for the tourists without ruining. Yeah the village and what it has that makes it special right
1: yeah yes we hope in
0: 10 years or something it's Mm -hmm. still a special place yes yeah and not overdeveloped Mm -hmm. as we say (laughs) so as a couple very cute kids walk by us Mm -hmm. oh yeah
2: The sizes of the villages is they vary. Aragot, for example, where we first came, where we started our trip, that was the biggest, but that was also like the most central, so that was kind of a town. More, some places were more village-like with animals and families and kids playing outside, and you see, you saw all the generations. But it varied a lot in sizes, and I guess you saw older people and you saw mostly women with kids. And then one place we ate at that woman with the kids, that where the kids helped making food, where they had a picture of the husband probably on the wall. Either he was not alive anymore or he was away working. And as Samir told us, a lot of men went to, for example, Malaysia to work or other countries. And also for the, the football championship, Qatar, it's, it was also what we read in the, in the Nepalese news that it's pretty bad the way that people are sent away. Young people, the young generation that is supposed to kind of take the responsibility for Nepal are sent away because of... Money and and but also really really bad working conditions. So many of them never come come home because they they work for companies that don't take responsibility for them. And yeah, that that's yeah we a read about some,
0: essentially some scams where they would have to pay a lot of money to somebody for permission to go work somewhere, and then they would be gone.
2: Yeah, basically. yeah. A lot but, of them um, came back and. Not alive.
0: I think a lot of people do work in the city, or at least there's a member of the family that goes to Kathmandu to work because there's more opportunity. And then they send money back for the village. And the size of the families, it's hard to say, you know, when you get to a village, there are a lot of times, the village is small, so everybody knows everybody there. So the kids are just running around, kind of playing. They are just in the village. And that w- in that way, it's really hard to say how how big the families are, because when we're there during the day, people are kind of scattered about. You might have a woman doing the wash on at the river. You know, then you'll have a pack of kids running around playing. Uh, then you'll have some of the men and the women working in the fields during the day harvesting, and we saw a woman. Like a grandmother age, maybe in her seventies or maybe even eighties, carrying on her back a pile of sticks yep. that she had gathered. That was so big, it was massive. It was probably about to, oh, at least her the size of her. Oh yeah, that she had like, on her back. At least that she was carrying for maybe for fence building or firewood.
2: Some places generations are living in the same house the older you get normally you're more inside doing like fixing clothes or washing or or cooking we saw like especially in the beginning of our track it was a lot of tvs actually (laughs) even though like they have limited with electricians electricity but it was tvs a lot of the places where it's like where you didn't believe it could be a tv kind of (laughs) I think what they live up is agriculture. Like they own like some animals, buffaloes, Yak. chickens, yaks, um, and they have their fields where they grow different vegetables and fruits, and they have enough for themselves or they sell to, for example, uh, hikers. Uh, I remember we bought really delicious fruit and, and nuts on our way. Mm. So that's something. And then obviously because these are villages along the trekking route, so they also, more and more people are building tea houses and offer accommodations. So that's something they also live off some of them during the the trekking season.
0: Trekking is just walking into these mountain villages where people are just living their lives, is what it is. So yeah, there are some designated routes because there's more infrastructure, but you could go quote-unquote trekking by just, you know, you could befriend a Nepalese uh, local and go to visit them in their village and you might have to walk a week to get there. And maybe there are no, you know, there are places in Nepal where people do this, of course, because people are living in the mountains all over. It's the most mountainous country in the world and everybody's so many people are living in the mountains so just walking in to the mountains to these villages is such an experience and on these trails Manaslu and Annapurna and some of the ones we mentioned there just happens to be infrastructure for this and so you're basically just where people are living their lives but now it's brought tourism to particular areas and as Anadorta just mentioned that's a part of their economy their local economy up there which is i think why it's so important to go visit nepal if you want to support a country you know go there and spend some money and be there and you're contributing to the economy in a way that you can't do uh, any any other way because you're contributing right to people on the ground like the person that's selling the nuts or the fruit avalanche of people are passing us yes. and maybe that's because it's not looking so good on the pass
1: yeah it seems to be not not a good so a so big big group also coming back they decided to walk down even long way down so yeah. and that's the most safety yeah yeah
0: and you said if big camping groups are coming down, that's yeah, not yeah. a good sign.
1: Not a good sign. No. Yeah.
0: Not looking good to yeah. get over the pass on this trek. And this circuit might become an out-and-back hike. In and out, I should say. Yeah. Um, well, since we're not going to make it up to super high altitude, although we're at over 3,000 meters now, yeah. do you have... Some tips for high altitude hiking. For those that actually get lucky weather
1: mm-hmm. and do make it up, we have to be really, really be careful, because in the mountain, it's, it's happened very, very fast, as the altitude sickness is not like other diseases. So there is uh, many, many symptoms, like headache. It's common as everyone gets. Will have a headache, even sometime for me. Yeah. And then, and is tired, and vomiting, dizziness, don't want to eat. And then, these are the main uh, symptoms of altitude. And then, sl- cannot sleep; sleeping disturb. Yeah, these are the main altitude uh, altitude uh, symptoms. So, if we have uh, all kind of uh, those uh, symptoms, then the main, the best way is descend, descend, descend. Not any go uh, down. Yeah.
0: How do you know when to go down?
1: Uh. We have to know those kind of uh, symptoms, yeah because uh, is it
0: is it uh like if you're having these symptoms for more than an hour, for example, or is it uh, right away
1: yeah it's more than uh, if you're feeling that all day, i mean if you have a headache plus uh dizziness. And vomiting that's all together. And then we have to walk down as soon as possible. Yeah. Because if doesn't care of the uh, symptoms then it's gonna be worse. Yeah. Worse. And then that's gonna make it harder to walk
0: down. Yeah, Because yeah. you have to walk down while you feel yeah. Like total crap. Yeah. And we have
1: to walk down as soon as possible, more than four hundred meters. More than four hundred meters. Yeah, and then it get down those symptoms. Hmm. How fast does it go down? Um, For someone, it's go away very fast. Really? Yeah. For someone, it's slowly get down slowly. Yeah.
0: And the best ways to avoid it Uh, in the first place? uh, Do you have some recommendations for what to do, and also how to hike? If there's a different way to walk.
1: Uh, we advise you that drink lots of water. Yeah. Minimum four liters a day. Minimum four liters. Uh, which a day. Which is uh, the doctor uh, advice for that's, us? That's from yeah. morning till bed. Yeah, morning okay. till bed. Not not just water. Yeah. Sometimes you have tea, uh, tea yeah. and then uh, like uh, soup mm. or. Okay. Lentil is yeah. kind of liquid. Okay, good. And then, because the the water help to uh, climatize. Mm. And then uh, another trick is walk slowly, enjoying. And that is the best uh, way mm. to be a uh, fit with altitude. Slow down. Yeah, slow. slow walk down. slowly, and mm-hmm. then. Uh, drink enough water and uh, then keep your uh, head warm up mm. and these are the good trick for the, to be a uh, fitness okay
0: yeah. that's great advice No, yeah. I find myself as we get up walking slower yeah. yes. and it's actually um, yeah. more relaxing.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. you know it's uh yeah.
0: it's more enjoyable
1: normally if, if someone gets sick start from two thousand five hundred meters oh okay so it is we are here about three thousand three hundred meters okay um then so we have to be careful mm. we have to follow that kind of uh, Yeah. And then we walk slowly. We're climbing up and then uh, get the water break every 20 minutes, half an hour. Mm -hmm. We drink water Mm -hmm. and then...
0: I always think this is where those... When you have the hose uh, with the Mm -hmm. water in your backpack, I think that's good because it's right in your mouth. You don't have to stop to get your bottle. You Mm -hmm. can just... And that's a good thing.
1: If you stop, then it's uh, your body get, uh, uh, adjust with the climate, Mm uh, climate. Yeah. And then that's also good for the altitude. Okay. So, yeah. So you have to stop and sleep at
0: certain places. So we're going to be making our decision on the pass here today, right? Because you can see the pass pass, from there. So this will be interesting and, uh, like I said, we're seeing a lot of people coming down, and it's not because of altitude sickness. Mm, it's because yeah, of all the because snow, of the, uh, lots of um, snow,
1: and yeah.
0: Three rescue
1: helicopters. You've heard this today, morning? yeah, yeah. I yeah, I saw two, and, and then we two,
0: yeah, two rescue two. helicopters. Um, so when you hear the helicopter noise, it's uh, not not a good sign. Not a good, <laughs> not a good thing to hear when you're yeah. up here. But uh, yes. We're uh, we're enjoying the walk and having a great day. And this is a beautiful forest we're walking through right now, yeah. with mountain
1: views yeah. all around. All around, surrounded, surrounded by many mountains. Yeah, and including the highest mountains in the world. <laughs> wow, <laughs> it's in front of us. So unbelievable,
0: Manaslu. Manaslu. I finally pronouncing it right. Yeah. I was saying Manaslu before. So
1: Manaslu is at highest mountain in the world yeah and then you're at at slowest person in the world
0: (laughs) that's true the eighth most highest slowest person in the world (laughs) well that's the reason my name is slow mo because i'm slow in the morning (laughs) that's awesome that's why i need my coffee okay (laughs) or that tibetan tea maybe again uh... that's so funny (laughs) so me and the mountain are brothers yes yeah.
2: <laughs> it was a group of younger, I think they were British, uh, in law that had to, because I, I think it was three couples or something, they were in their 20s, and then one or two of them got uh, pre sick. So they had to return because of that. But it wasn't before we got up in Samadong that we heard about people having altitude problems. We didn't experience any of it. When you do it, you have to start easy. You have to acclimatize. So it's...
0: You have to acclimate along uh, the way, which is why on certain days you don't go very high, especially the higher you get, typically the less you climb per day. Yeah. So you might only go 500 meters up in elevation one day, as opposed to earlier in the track when you could go 1,500 meters or 2,000 up.
2: The higher up you, you get, you have to be more careful with how far you're going every day and also like you will you will have shorter days kind of to like because it's harder to walk
0: as a recommendation and these tracks are usually mapped out in a particular way for this reason so you can be acclimated along the way so if you have a chance to go trekking in nepal and you're looking at two itineraries for the same place i suggest taking always taking the longer one for two reasons one safety because you acclimate you go slower so you have better chance to not have altitude sickness and secondly because you get more time on the trail and it's very enjoyable it's just such an incredible experience why do you want to cut it short and rush through it
2: every day we saw helicopters bringing people back down and obviously it can be different reasons people can break a leg or we know that that happened but also people that get sick because of altitude so you don't want to end your trip in a helicopter back down
0: and we did hear a couple helicopters
2: every day we saw or heard helicopters some days several which is never a good sign because the helicopters don't go up there for uh supplies they come up there because of tourists that are in trouble it is possible to do the track in reverse, so that you can start nearer to Pokhara. But you will go up in altitude much quicker, and therefore it can be quite dangerous, as you want acclimatize as gently.
3: So this is an area where they're building more and more lodges too. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So they're gonna build next. That's nice. It's important for the village.
1: Yes. Yeah. This
3: one. Oh, that's a school. Yeah. yeah. Very yeah. Uh, is this uh, supported by Japan? Or?
1: in summer. Yeah, it's Japan.
3: But yeah. yeah, this one should be queer. Oh, okay. And in film too was Japan. Mm, it was a uh, school Japanese support. Yeah, I guess the uh, the Japanese were the first to climb Manaslu, mm-hmm. so that's maybe why they give a lot back.
2: Japanese climbers have owned Manaslu since the early 1950s. Four Japanese expeditions explored and attempted to climb Manislu's north and east faces between 1950 and 1955. The 1954 expedition was aborted when the Japanese team met a hostile group of villagers at Samagon, who blamed the previous expedition in 1952 for upsetting the mountain gods. The gods then caused avalanches which destroyed the Pengjian monastery and killed 18 people. The Japanese team donated money to rebuild the monastery and to try and appease some of the anger in the village.
0: That was the sounds of the goomba, the monks chanting and blowing their conch shells in the goomba outside of Samarang. These villages, you want to talk about the smells of these villages a little bit?
3: Uh, My nose is so soft, so not really. Okay. Um, Yeah, I can smell it. It smells like a lot of fire. Earthen. fire, yeah.
0: It's Uh very earthy, and it's, you know, things like, you know, you combine fire, smoke, and cow dung, and yak dung, and um, wood, and people working, and it's sort of this homey, cooking food. cooking food, this homey, earthy smell that combines with the crisp mountain air. It just feels right. It feels like people are just living off the land, and it's just, I yeah. don't know. It's, it's, it's
2: nice. yeah. Yeah.
1: You guys,
0: Dorta and I are cozied up. We pushed our beds together here tonight in this kind of shitty room. Um, But they had good food. uh, It's the end of day seven of walking? And what a day. What a beautiful, amazing day. Anna. Dorta, you had a little rough
3: this morning yeah. um, my nose is very stuffed my head is pretty stuffed too yeah. but actually my morning wasn't that bad like the morning started with watching the sunrise over the metal slope and I woke you up and we took pictures and stood out there it was very nice and then we got up we had the best porridge with cinnamon and apples and then we were slow of course took off at the one of the last little groups. I haven't felt so good today. I started to nosebleed and have a stuffing head. It's not the altitude, but it's my nose. Yeah. It's pretty big, this va- like this village. It's a lot of houses. Uh, busy. Mm-hmm. Very different landscape than mm-hmm. what we've seen before, previous. They have a nice river floating the top of their village.
0: We left low. After we enjoyed, as Anadorta mentioned, an amazing sunrise as the sun hit the tippy-top peak of Manaslu and worked its way down the mountain, changing colors from a pinkish hue to an orange. orange to a white. And it was just absolutely epic. And we did pass through Shayala. And stopped and had some tea there and that was a nice little village and then just one more hour after that we arrived in Sama they call it for short but it's Samagon and this was a huge valley the biggest valley since Jagat and when we came into the valley it opened up and we approached the town 360 degree view of the Himalayan mountains with a beautiful Chorta on the outside of town that we passed through and many Walls. And I just love approaching these villages for the first time. Walking into them and seeing... Oh, and the largest, uh, probably, row of prayer wheels we've seen. Mm-hmm. There must have been easily over a hundred prayer wheels, right? Yeah. Uh So we walked through and spun the prayer wheels and said our Om Mani, Padme, Hums on the way into... Sama met some nice children there and continued on to the village. Got here, and yeah, we did go up to the Goompa today and heard the monks chanting, and they were feeding the crows. Highly recommend this trick we're doing tonight with the filling up your water bottles with hot water and stuffing them into your sleeping bag before bed. Really warming up nice, isn't it? Yeah. Feeling good about that? Yeah, very Good. And... Now we're settling in for the evening, uh, had good dinner, nice cozy little lounge area, played some Monopoly deal, and get to sleep in a little bit tomorrow. And spend another day in the high Himalayas. We will be walking up to a lake from here, doing a day hike, and then heading back through Samagon, to pick up our stuff and head back down to Shayala, which is just about an hour from here, spend the night in that village, so we can spend three nights in three different Tibetan Buddhist villages here in the high Himalayas, which is pretty, I feel pretty lucky and fortunate to get to see this and experience it, and get to see what village life is like here in the mountains in rural Nepal. Trekking Nepal, coming up in episode 11. Today is the day. We have to decide if we're going over the Larke Pass.
2: And We heard about people that had died, that they fell off the the trail and slided.
0: Beautiful blue, green glacial lake set right against the mountain. The thing they are hunting is called Yarsagumba, also known as Himalayan Viagra for its supposedly aphrodisiac qualities. This audio adventure series has been brought to you by ZeroToTravel.com Ideas and advice to help make any of your travel dreams a reality. Join our global community of travel lovers at ZeroToTravel.com Hey, it's Jason here. And if you love trekking, I invite you to stop by zerototravel.com slash trekking to join our global community of hikers and discover the ultimate resource on trekking worldwide. You'll also learn about our upcoming authentic small group walking adventures. That's zerototravel.com slash trekking.